Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome. Glad you could join us. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dansfish.com. And for those that don't know, we do this every Wednesday. It's 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern for those that don't know where the real mountains are. And we talk about fish because... Uh, what would you rather do with your Wednesday evening? Um, after I'm done, Punchy Paints will go live at about 9 p.m. Mountain Time. So in two hours, Punchy Paints will be doing a live stream if you want more fishy talk nerdy goodness with some art thrown in. Um, today, we're going to start with our shipping report. We have a very cool giveaway that I'll tell you about. Sound is good. Wait. Audio and video, good. Okay, cool. All right. Good, good. Um, so the giveaway, I think, is awesome. I can't wait to get into that with you. And uh, we're going to talk about a sale as well. I never do sales like ever. And I'll tell you why. And then we'll do one. <laughs> It'll all make sense in a bit. Before I do any of that, though, I want to thank everybody who has been uh, reporting how their fish arrive, letting us know if they arrive in good shape or if there's problems or anything. The more feedback we get, the more we know what's going on on your end, the better we can fine tune things as conditions change constantly throughout the year. So thanks to everyone. And especially if you emailed us uh, and let us know what the temperature of the water in the, in the bags was when your box arrived, like the moment they arrived, um, that's super helpful. Uh, this time of year, I, I think we're doing pretty good. It's cold enough that it's easier to know what to pack. Although there's still some, some areas I shipped to one place today that was 85 degrees or shipped yesterday. So a box arrived today to somewhere that was going to be up to 85 degrees today. So lucky, <laughs> whoever that is. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to, to thank you for all those that take the effort to report to us how the shipment does and, and let us know what they're seeing and especially what the temperature is. Thank you for making the effort. It's hugely helpful. It's noticed. It's appreciated. Um, so thanks. Let's start with the shipping report as we do every week. So pretty good. We shipped out a ton of orders. Uh, the new import uh, got through quarantine. And so we were able to list those for sale at the end of last week, which meant this week we've had a bajillion orders. So lots and lots of fish went out, like as many literally as Mandy and Jonathan and I could pack went out. So we've spent the last while just just packing fish um last few days and so a lot of fish went out so far no one has reported any doas or any uh, anything like that we've had one issue that we're slightly concerned about which is one mini snowball pleco that's an l471 arrived and it's alive but it's not acting as um as normal i guess as we would want it to so there is one fish that we've shipped out since we talked to you a week ago that we are concerned about and we'll keep an eye on that and if anything if the fish doesn't fully recover in the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll take care of that customer so far that's the only one i'm aware of um if you've had any problems with any of the fish you've gotten the last week and haven't told me about it, please feel free to reach out, dan at dancefish.com. Let me know so I can make it right. 
or you can list it right here. Um, we're transparent here. We don't mind if anyone has a problem, we don't mind talking about it. I, I, I don't see that as talking dirty about us or anything. Um, if you had an issue, we can talk about it in the chat. You can let us know publicly. We don't mind that at all. We're all about transparency. So you can do that here or you can do it uh, dan at dancefish.com. In fact, even if you do it here, please also do it at dan at dancefish.com because that's my business flow. And so I'll be sure to remember if I get an email to follow up on it. If it's a comment, I might miss it or something like that. But um, so far, I'm very happy because with all the many, 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 many fish we've sent uh, over the last seven days, um, only one, and it's not even a DOA, it's just a fish of concern. So pretty good. Um, I'm going to talk about a sale we're going to do, and then I'm going to talk about the giveaway, because the hashtag for the giveaway is the same as the code for the sale, so it'll help reinforce things. But I want to talk about this a bit um, before I do the sale to explain why we're doing it and why we don't usually do it. So my philosophy on sales, like 20% off or 10% off or, you know, get 50% off, but the sale ends Saturday, you know, those kinds of things is that for live animals, I don't like to do them because I don't want to create FOMO, right? I don't want to create fear of missing out. I don't want to do a sale and have someone that isn't actually ready for the animal, for the fish, doesn't have the tank set up, doesn't have the space, isn't, isn't ready to take proper care of it, doesn't have a stable environment waiting. Um, I don't want to put something on sale and then have someone be like, you know, they're 20% off, so even though I'm not quite ready, I got to get them now because the sale ends in two days, right? And they're selling out, so I'm, I'm just going to get them. I just don't think that's a good scenario for a living creature, for an animal. Sorry. I, uh, I, I had a really dry nose, so I put some, I, I sniffed some nose spray uh, about five minutes before the chat went. And so I'm, I'm unfortunately probably going to sniffle for a couple minutes till it all clears through. Um, so anyway, that's why I don't usually do sales. I, I wouldn't mind for hardware items. If I sold like fish food or filters or lights, you know, I'd probably do sales all the time. But this is one reason we've decided that instead of doing sales, we'll just always list the fish at the, the lowest price we can and still stay in business. Because that way we aren't pressuring people or creating FOMO so people order when they're not ready to properly care for an animal. That being said, we're going to do a sale tonight and we never do that and we might not ever do it again. But the reason we're going to do it is not because we're trying to clear inventory or we need to like make some number or we're, we're financially strapped and trying to get fast cash. It's none of that. What's happening is we have someone coming in next week to spend a week with us working with us while we decide if we should hire them and while they decide if they want to work for us. So there's, there's a candidate for one of the positions we're hiring for that we're very interested in. So we're going to fly them out next week. When we fly someone out, the first thing that they learn, no matter what their position is, 
you know, we could be hiring a chief financial officer and they would still do this. The first thing they do is they learn how to pack fish. So we'll all work together for that for the first few days. We'll train them on how we do things, why we do things. They'll do it with us because ultimately that's the, that is the most important thing that we do. Pack fish in such a way they get to our customers healthy. I mean, there's, there's the buildup to that of make sure the fish are acclimated and healthy and adjusted to aquarium life and foods before we send them. There's all that. But um, the care of the fish and the packing of the fish is kind of like our entire reason for being. So we want everyone in the company to be in touch with that. And there are days when we have so many orders that no matter what your job is, all we're doing is packing fish together because it takes everyone working together just to process the orders for the day. So um, when someone comes, we always, the first couple days at least, pack fish together because that's important to our culture and understanding that basic thing is important to any position we do. And so you want to ensure that when this person comes next week, that they have a lot of orders because we also want to kind of put them through their paces a bit. We want them to um, not necessarily like feel pressure, but know what it's like to work here when, uh, when it's busy. What's the reality of what they're signing up for? Um, are they good with working a 14 hour day just to keep up with orders? Things like that. And if they are good with it, do they understand what that means? Like you have to kind of actually go through it once or twice before you actually know what that is. It might sound like, oh, sure, I'll, whatever it takes, right? But then when you go through it and on hour six, you're super tired and you have to push through and figure out how to be accurate and not make mistakes, even though you're tired, you know, because you didn't sleep well because you were traveling, you know, whatever. Um, it, it's, an, it's something that people... I think that are going to work here need to need to go through once so that they can understand, Hey, there's going to be days like this. So do you really want to work here? Cause we don't want to hire someone that isn't passionate and excited to come every day. Even if it's going to be like today, we're packing for 14 hours. Right? So, so what we want to do since that person couldn't come this week, which was a super busy week. <laughs> they can't come till next week. We want to ensure that there's enough orders for them to kind of experience that a little bit. So that's why we're doing the sale today. Our, all we're trying to do is ensure that when that customer, that customer, that, that potential employee, a potential team member comes next week, we have enough orders to really give them a sense of, of what it can be like. And maybe we will without doing a sale. That's very possible, but we don't want to risk that, right? We don't want to take the time and resources, etc., fly this person out and then not have that opportunity available. So that would be a big missed opportunity for them to understand the company and for us to understand them. So that's why we're doing this. We just want to make sure that we have uh, enough orders to have them understand what it can be like here when it's busy. So that's why we're doing the sale. Um, the sale, there's only 15 orders available on the sale. So the sale will be the first 15 orders or the end of the live stream will shut it off. So it's kind of a flash sale. Um, I think that with 
I'm not sure, like maybe we should do 30 or something, but um, I, I think there'll be several other orders that come in as well. And I don't want to over pack the week. So we've cut it off at 15, which isn't a ton of orders for a day by any means. But I think if we add that to the normal amount, it'll be enough that they'll, they'll kind of, you know, get the experience we're trying to give them. So um, if anyone would like, it's 20% off, which is way more than we ever do. And we'll definitely lose money on it, but it's worth it to us to have this week of working interview um, be what it needs to be so we can get the information we need and they can get the information they need. So we're willing to, you know, lose a bit of money, a little bit of money to have the interview be as meaningful as possible. Let's, let's put it that way. So it's 20% off. And in order to get that at checkout, you just enter sale 20, S A L E 20, no capitals, no spaces, S A L E 20 will get you 20% off um, until either 15 people have placed an order or the end of the live stream. That's when it ends, whichever comes first. So that's what we're doing and that's why we're doing it. And I just wanted to explain that because um, I don't do sales and there, there, there's a, a reason for it. I think it's a good reason. I don't think it's the right thing for the animals to do that. And since I am doing one, <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear why. So that's what's going on. So that is also the hashtag for the giveaway, S-A-L-E 20, sale 20, no capitals. It doesn't matter for the giveaway, but I think it might matter for um, when you check out on the website. So don't put any capitals in sale. Anyway, it's hashtag sale 20 will be our hashtag to enter the giveaway. But let me tell you about the giveaway first. This is one I'm really excited about. This one's awesome. It's Swamp Thing is providing the giveaway for tonight. So thank you so much, Swamp Thing. These are fish that Swamp Thing has raised. There are three species available and you can mix and match as wanted, meaning you can um, get all of one species, two of one species and one each of the other species, however you want. So you get four fish, as many as you want from each of the three species up to four fish. And I believe Swamp Thing said that, that he can um, sex them as well for you if, if you want a breeding group or, or whatever. So let me talk about the fish that are available because they are some of the coolest rainbows out there. They're Chilotherinas, which in pet stores and things, good luck finding them. Um, mostly you'll just see like maybe some Australian rainbows, maybe some Glossolepis, like uh, Erian Reds, things like that. But, well, the first, the easiest way I think to do this is show you a picture that Swamp Thing took. This picture has all three species in it in one picture that, that are being given away. This is Chilotherina um, centaniensis at the top. It's a nice red fish. It takes a while to grow and develop that, but it gets some really nice red on it. And it's, it comes from a super endangered environment like Centani. So it's nice to see that they're being raised in aquariums. This middle one that's in focus really well, this is Chilotherina fasciata from Clearwater Creek. It has a, a specific collection location. Look at the nice blues on there. Um, I'll show you some other pictures as well. They get some like orange on the belly as well, at least at, at one point in their life. Um, I don't know if when they get fully mature, if that goes away and they're just blue or what, but I'll show you some other pictures as well. And then this one is 
maybe the most popular Chilatharina. Um, yeah, I, I think it might be. This here is Chilatharina alani from Wapoga. Um, they're absolutely stunning. I mean, the fish isn't, the only fish really focuses the middle one, but you can still see how beautiful that alani Wapoga is. So um, if you win, you get four fish total, any combination of the three. You can get one of these, two of these, and one of these. You get all four of these, um, however you want. And Swamp Thing, if I'm screwing anything up, <laughs> chime in, let me know. I don't mind. <laughs> Let's take care of it now. <laughs> but uh, isn't that generous of Swamp Thing to give those away? Um, so here's just a quick Google search for Allen Iwapoga. Um, again, this is one of the most popular Chilatharina at all. You, this is one that sometimes you might be able to find in a pet store just because it is so popular. It's just so pretty. Then here's the um, Fasciata. Here's one from Clearwater Creek. This is when it has more of the orange on it. Um, and here's another one from Clearwater Creek. Has more of the orange on it. So I'm not sure if that comes and goes or with age or if it's just a, a mood thing or if it's I'm flaring up now. I, I'm not quite sure um, when they go mostly blue versus when they kind of have the yellow orange on them. But really pretty in all phases. And then here's the Centaniensis, a really, really beautiful um, red colored Chilatharina, although it doesn't always only have red on it. There's, it has several color phases. Um, we have the Maju strain and I've seen them with greens. I've seen them with a lot of red. I've seen them with lots of different colors. But what they're famous for is when they go bright red like this. Like this right here, I feel like is the quintessential um, Lake Centanier, Chilatharina centaniensis um, picture. When people think of that fish, this is what they're seeing, this red on the bottom half of the body. Excuse me, bottom half of the body. So anyway, that's the giveaway. Isn't that cool? Um, so these, I should talk about it a little bit. Chilatharina are kind of the fastest swimmers of the rainbow fish, I think. They're like, they zip around like little jets. They're long, kind of skinnier fish, compact with a, a pointy nose. They're built for speed. What that means is for fish that get, I don't know, four to six inches, let's say, um, they're going to need some space because they're quick swimmers. So I wouldn't put them in anything that doesn't have like at least a four foot footprint, like four feet wide, like a 55 gallon, 75 gallon. Um, if you have a six foot tank, that'd be even better. But I wouldn't try to shoehorn them into a small tank. So let's keep that in mind when you enter the giveaway. Um, let's make sure that we have uh, an adequate tank to keep them in and give them the space they need. Um, and that's a, uh, I know it's a little hypocritical. I just talked about don't create FOMO and I do giveaways every week. So I, I understand the irony. Um, but um, let's, let's, let's keep that in mind. They, they are going to need some space. Super pretty, super amazing fish. And I'm, I'm very grateful to Swamp Thing. Thank you, Swamp Thing. Mm, thanks so much for providing this. It's an exciting giveaway. And these are fish, guys, that you can have a hard time finding um they're they're not always easy to find so i think it's really cool 
there's an opportunity here. So flash sale at dancefish.com, um, 20% off when you enter sale 20, no caps, no spaces at checkout. That will end either when 15 orders are placed or at the end of this live stream, whichever goes first. Um, and we have a cool giveaway. So it's quite a night here. Quite a night here. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking here. I think that's all I needed to say. So let's get to your questions and comments. If you have a question or a comment, if you would leave it in the chat, if you would leave hashtag Dan's fish, like, like Swamp Thing did here, you got it perfectly. Let's get some new rainbow fish converts. All right, cool. Yeah. So um, see how when Swamp Thing put the hashtag Dan's fish there, it turned bright orange for me. That's how my attention is drawn to your question or comment. So if you're new here, hashtag dance fish will get me to most likely see your question or comment. Um, I want to thank my moderators for, for moderating. <laughs> the mods be modern. <laughs> Actually, I like that. Mods be modern. Hang on. I Coming from like the performing arts, whenever I have an idea that I kind of like, I tend to write it down because that's just how you create <laughs> theater and, you know, performing artwork. So anyway, I'm going to scroll up. Uh, thanks to my mods for doing what you do. And I want to scroll up here and um, get to questions and comments. Someone throwing money at us. All right. Stephen P. 2003 Aquatics throwing 10 bucks down. S Stephen, thanks so much. Or as I like to call you not Stefan. Bribe money. I mean, here's 10 bucks for no reason at all. <laughs> um, not Stefan. I'm excited to see you in Louisville. Uh, I, I actually registered today. So I got my hotel a while ago, but I, I registered today and I did it through the American Library Association. Um, I wanted to do it through the American Killifish Association because that was the first organization I ever joined in fish and it's with fish and it's been the, the most influential over my lifetime. So I kind of wanted to give them the 65 bucks to register, but they didn't have a way I could do that. I went to their website to try to do that and I didn't see a way to do it. And I was afraid if I waited too long to register, I wouldn't be able to, you know, I, the event would get full or something. Um, so um, the the next three options were the Amer uh, ANGFA, which is the Rainbow Fish Organization, the American Cichlid Association, or the American um, Library Association. Um, I didn't see anything on ANGFA, so I couldn't register there. They put it up a little later today, so it's there now, but at the time I didn't see it. Um, so I saw that I could register for the event through the Cichlid Association or the Library Association. I feel like the Cichlid Association is pretty well funded. Um, they're, they're kind of moving on all cylinders. So I chose, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll go with the Library Association just because I thought they could use the help the most. So that's why I did that. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe all the registration gets just divided up evenly among the clubs or something. I, I'm not sure how it gets divided, um, but I did it through the American Library Association. So I'm registered, I have a hotel, um, and I'm planning on going. I haven't got airfare yet. I'll wait till, you know, maybe three months before or something to get airfare. And hopefully by then I'll have a better sense of if I can actually make the trip. Um, 
but it was pointed out to me by a couple of people that are smarter than me um, that, you know, I could do this. And if I can't go, I can get a refund for the hotel with, if I tell them within like 48 hours, I can get a refund for the hotel. I don't have my airfare yet. So the only thing I would be out in the event that stuff's crazy with the warehouse. And I just like, it's like, I cannot like or an employee gets sick or quits or something and I can't make it. Um, at this point I'd only be out 65 bucks. So I was like, well, that's worth the risk. So I'm, I'm trying to get there, I'm trying to get there and not Stefan. I can't wait to meet you and the fam. Kelly Foreman throwing down 20 bucks. Wow. $20 bills be flying. Thank you. Um, yes to spread it to spreading rainbow love. Thanks swamp thing. And thank you, Dan, for the awesome hap good rivers. I always say hap good hab with a B not hap with a P hab good rivers. I don't have room for, but bought anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like them. They, they're, they're not huge, but they were already showing pretty good color. The, the reds and blues are coming in nicely on them. So Kelly, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad you got them. And, and thanks for the temperature report, by the way, 75 degrees. Boom. That's kind of like right where we want it. Great in genetics. Hey, good to see you. Howdy, hope you're doing awesome today. I am. I hope you and Miss Bates and Genetics are doing well. I was glad to hear the goldfish is doing better. And um, yeah, we'll see if we can get some wild type bettas at some point. Get that going. Chris Robertson, stress testing. Let's see here. I've, Chris, I, I know that made sense when it was left, but I'm way be, way far behind in the chat. Oh, yeah. Stress testing the uh, during the job interview. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just don't want anyone to come on board not knowing what they're getting into because this is not the normal job environment by any means. Uh, we're a startup, which is exciting. Every day is a little different. And we all just come together intensely sometimes to get done what needs to get done. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, this has been an awesome experience. But if you're used to the normal nine to five, you know, with you kind of do your little thing and there's no real urgency to it or anything. This will be a big wake up call for you when you come here. Um, so we just, we don't want to, I think it would be a disservice if we hired someone under false pretenses, like not just the idea of it, but actually having their, their muscles and their bones and their brain go through it. It's not going to be for everybody. That's for darn sure. In fact, I don't know how we do it. Like, I think we just love it. And the team's awesome. So that helps. We have a no jerk policy. The quickest way to get booted out of here is be a jerk. Like, there's no time for that. It's There's enough going on and enough to worry about and uh, stuff with without having to deal with drama drama justin mosley can you get back back i can get back black venezuelan corys the schultz ci corridors yes i can um the reason i haven't brought them in is their price point is pretty darn high Let's see what would i have to sell that fish for I'd like somewhere around 40 bucks is my guess what i'd have to sell them for each and I don't feel like that's competitive in the marketplace. I, I don't think, I don't know if that's 
fair to ask customers to spend 40 bucks on a fish. So that's why I haven't done it. Um, they're available to me. I can get them, but just the price point has kind of scared me off a bit. No, you're saying, but Dan, you have some quarries that are hundred bucks. I do, but those are super rare. You're not going to find them anywhere else. And so those, those cost me a ton of money and I, I have to charge a ton of money just cause they're very expensive. But, um, in that case, I think the market will bear it because I literally don't think anyone else has them for sale commercially, most of them. But uh, the Black Venezuelan, the Schultzii, um, I feel like that's available enough at a lower price point that 40 bucks would be a hard sell. Leo Contreras, hey, Leo, good to see you. Just placed my order for the 471, getting five of them. What's the perfect size tank for them? Um, well, they don't get big. That's the nice thing about the 471s. And yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to take advantage of 20% off, that's, that's an order to do it on. Five 471s, good move. Um, I would say that with them, it's probably less an issue of floor space in a tank and more an issue of lots of hiding places, like three times as many hiding places and caves as you think you'll need. Um, they're, they do great in a 40-gallon breeder, groups of them. I've had no problems. I've not tried them in anything smaller than that. But in a 40 breeder, I can keep a group of them, lots of hiding places and stuff, and they they tend to do fine um, long-term. I haven't had any problems with them. You might be able to go to like a 20 long or something if it was just lots of caves in there. There, I... So I'm a little hesitant to say this because it's not like I've been keeping and breeding and raising them for 10 years, right? My experience with that fish is only maybe for a year and a half or so. And I usually sell out of them before they get full size on me. They're, they're usually max, biggest ones I've ever sold are probably an inch and a half or something. Um, so I haven't experienced a big group of adults together long term. But from what I've seen and from what I've read... They're not a super aggressive fish, you know, in relation to hype and sister species in general. So, um, but I, I, I'm a bit of a noob to tell you the truth when it comes to fancy plecos. So take that with a grain of salt. I would try in a 20 long if, if that's what I wanted to do. I'd have a plan B ready though, in case I saw anyone getting, you know, the short end of the stick. But I think in a 40 breeder, you'd be fine. 40 breeder or above. Um, yeah. And thanks for the order. Paul Soltero, you're an evil genius. Save us some money and torture the new hire in the process. Cheers. <laughs> Is he an evil zookeeper? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Austin Powers pops in my head. By the way, Seth Green's an awesome guy. I have met him. He's always been amazing. Um, let's see here. I'm looking here, and there we go. Swamp Thing. Oh, telling me that I, I explained the giveaway well. And yeah, I mean, if you're ho-hum about rainbow fish or on the fence about them, I think that just means you're not aware of how many cool varieties there are and haven't ever seen one, 
in like full color. I get that some people are freaked out by the skinny little triangle face and then the big body that develops on some of the males with maturity, but not all the species get like that. There's, there's a lot of variety with rainbow fish, but yes, I, I, I agree. Swamp thing. I think, uh, if, if someone that's not kept rainbow fish before gets these and then keeps them long enough to see them really color up and flash and stuff like you're done at that point. If you see Al and I flashing, you're never going to live without rainbows again. <laughs> I agree. All right. Chat's going to jump here. Boom. There it goes. All right. I'm scrolling. Hang on here real quick. I'm just curious. I haven't checked. I wonder how, if anyone's buying anything. So 20% sale at dancefish.com right now. I don't know if it'll ever, ever, ever happen again. We don't do sales, but for reasons we explained earlier in the stream, we're doing a flash sale real quick. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. We're at, let's see here. One. We've got 10, so okay. <laughs> There's only five orders available still, so the sale has almost run its course. Um, total of 15 orders at the discounted price, and we've already um, sold 10. So again, I, I really, I'm not, I don't want to create FOMO. It's like, buy now or you'll lose the opportunity. Like, oh, how long have I been on that screen? Um, I don't, that's not what I'm trying to do. So, but do be aware there are only five slots left and that might be the last time we go on sale ever. It's just not something we do. Um, <laughs> all right, hang on. I'm scrolling here cause chat jumped. <clears throat> so 20% off for a very limited time. Donald drew man, those corridors equus went fast. Yeah. Like maybe within minutes I went to put in an order over the weekend and they were gone. Yeah. I mean, corridors equus is a fish that, everybody wants i mean they are super pretty and they're fun they're not mean they're hardy um it, it, but they're they're very hard to get so when fish like that go on are available fish that are in high demand they go super fast another one that sold out super fast was the l174s ocelots little tiny species only gets as big as a mini snowball pleco um, the, the L174 and the L471 are both the smallest species of hypensistris yet known to science. Um, we sold out on those and we have at least 12 more people that have told us that they want them. Like, when can I get more? Right? So there are fish that are just super hard to find. And when they become available, people have been waiting years to get them. Right. And so they, they go super fast. And guys, I hated charging that much for the Equus. I'm sorry about that. That's not something I like to do. But since this year in particular, so few were produced, uh, prices just went way up. So I, I'm sorry. But thanks for buying them anyway. Um, to grab Dan's attention, please type at Dan's Fish or Dan's Fish. Oh, yep, looks like it does work followed by your comment. Yep. That is super helpful. Swamp thing. I'll make sure the winner has adequate, adequate tank space for the rainbows. Otherwise they can get another choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for helping with, uh, home quality control. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cancer Train. I see the appeal of rainbows. They're colorful, active, and just really fun fish. How do I get over the terrible body shape asking for a friend? You, you get a species that doesn't get uh, that terrible body shape. There's lots of them that don't get nearly as much differentiation like that. But, you know, if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. I, I get it. I get it. But go to Anfa's website. Go, go here. Okay. This is rainbow fish at Ankfa. And in fact, if you type in the scientific name of any rainbow fish, let me show you how easy this is. Uh, let's talk about what? What's a common one? Chilothrina alani. Right. If you know the scientific name of any rainbow fish, it's likely going to be in the first few options. Rainbow fish, Angfa, qld.org.edu. If you go to that website, um, you'll be able to see all kinds of information and pictures of them. And it's really kind of the old males that get the most of that. If you go here, you can see all kinds of them. So let's look at Glossolepis. One that gets a really funky body shape is incisus. What's that look like here? Let's see if they show that. Yeah, so there you go. So this is what you're talking about, right? Little triangle head, big old body, right? But again, not all the species are, are like that, or at least not to that extent. And it goes down too, right? That's That's the thing that a lot of people are like, that's just freaky. They don't like this little head <laughs> with that big bump. It just wigs them out. <laughs> but again, they're not all like that. So check that website out. Scroll through it. If you see some that you like, um, I did share that, right? Okay, good. I see it over there on random arm screen, so I must have done it right. Um, if you see one you like, then get on Rainbow Fish Live, maybe. Uh, it's a great Facebook group with lots of information and say, hey, I'm thinking about getting, this, this is the list of fish that I, I like. Which ones don't get that funky body and that big deep body? That, that freaks me out. And everyone will know what you're talking about and maybe be able to direct you. I'm a little weak on that just because I haven't kept most of the rainbow fish long enough to see them become big old adult males, right? Because I'm selling my fish and usually they sell way before they get to that point. So I know, I know Glossolepis um, incisus does, and I know there's some others that do Kamakas. Um, I actually like it when Kamakas do that because they get a bright white blaze and contrasts with the blue. And there's something about the shape when the white's flashing that I really like, but yeah, we're not going to judge you for it. And I would say, um, Swamp Thing, would you agree with this or Bentley or someone else that's kept Chilothrina long term? I would say that in general, Chilothrina don't get as deep a body compared to the head. They tend to be longer and, and slimmer. Could you correct me if I'm wrong, though? Um, I might be totally wrong on that. I haven't kept a lot of them long term, but just from the way they zip around, I would expect them to maybe be more streamlined when they're adults. But I could be wrong, so please uh, chime in and let me know. <laughs> Leo Contreras throwing down. Man, Leo's just throwing the dollars down. Another 10 bucks. Got three options. Um, we're talking about the L471s. Uh, I can put them in my 40 breeder with a group of 134s and 10 Cardinal Tetras. 20 along with Cardinal Tetras. And move my 333s or Fluval Flex with Rominos. Um, 
Well, at this current size, I think that the 15 would be no problem. They're, they're small little one inches or something like that at this size. One, one and a quarter, somewhere around there. So um, if the 15 gallon is very stable and you're not going to have ammonia spikes and it's mature and, you know, all that and the water quality is good, then that might be a good option. The larger the tank, of course, the, the more stable the parameters and everything. But, you know, the 20 long, if it's easy to move the 333s out, then the 20 long might be a good option as well. But I wouldn't put them in with the 134s or the 333s, especially if those are large, if they're adults, um, until they were like settled in and kind of bulked up and used to your tanks and all that then maybe you could try it, but I'd have a plan B ready for sure. Um, I have kept 471s long-term successfully with King Tigers. That's the L66. Um, but the King, but the um, 471s were, I had had them for quite a while before that happened. And the, four, the 471s were in the aquarium before I put the King Tigers in there. So it wasn't like I had big established King Tigers and then put little plecos in with them. I, that could be an issue. Um, so anyway, Leo, that's, that's my thoughts. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put them in with adult plecos until they grow up a bit or hunk up at least and settle in. Paul Soltero, see you in Louisville. Yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm really planning on doing it. Um, thanks to everyone who's super chatted to help make that possible, especially, I don't know if he's here tonight, but Alexander, um, thank you. That, that was kind of one of the deciding factors. When the team and I talked about it, it was kind of like, well, Alexander's kind of taking care of a lot of this for you. So, And if we add the other super chats to that that people gave, um, you know, being like, go to Louisville or here's a Louisville fund or whatever. Um, yeah, we feel like we should do it. So thanks to everyone that's making that possible. Not that I'm, I'm not trying to freeload either. It's not like I'm trying to be like, I'll only go to Louisville if you guys pay for it. You know, that that's not what I'm trying to do at all. So <laughs> don't, don't think that. Rock and fish. I booked my room in the event today for the triple crown. Awesome. Which actually the quadruple crown now, but it's even better. I think they call it the Triple Crown, though, because it's in Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, right? So they'll keep that title. <laughs> awesome. I'll get to meet you in person then. That'll be fun. W. Marion. What's looking great in the tanks today? The knife fish, the African knife fish. Um, okay. How do I describe these? Typically... When you get a knife fish, you can only get like maybe one because they're super aggressive and hate each other. That's not true of this species. And I've had these for, I've been keeping them for about eight months or so. And they're, a lot of them are adults. I've never seen aggression. I've seen hierarchy, right? That, but that's different. Just like I'm the boss, you will stay in your place. I've seen that behavior, but I haven't seen them tear each other up or anything. I've seen, I've seen dominant vine for dominance but not like hurting each other and whenever i walk by that tank i noticed it again a couple days ago i'm just drawn to it their their movement is mesmerizing so they're they're not super aggressive so you can keep them in groups when you do keep them in groups and honestly i'm not saying this to like i'm going to sell a ton this way but a group of 10 or 20 is amazing i i don't 
I don't think I would keep less than 10 because then you have a significant mass of them together um, to really see the behavior. Let's see how many we have left here. Eight. I think there's actually more than eight. I think there might be. Uh, maybe it is just eight at this point. Anyway, I think 10 would be ideal. Eight might be fine too. I, I've never kept them in that low of a number. But the point is you want significant mass in the group um, to, to have them bring each other out. When you have the group together, if there's only eight in the tank, then it's working because they're, they're doing this behavior I'm describing right now. When you have a group together, they come out as a group. They interact together. They swim freely. They're not scared. They beg for food. They're like a wet pet, but they don't get too big. They, they top out at, I think, around six to eight inches is about what they're going to be. So I really like them. They're fat. They're sassy. They're healthy. They're interactive. They don't get too big. They're not aggressive. And they're such a unique fish. Uh, the way their big fin undulates as they swim, and they swim forward and backward and like a hummingbird. Um, I just love them. So I'm going to say that's the one that's drawing my eye. The hill trouts have been drawing my eye lately. Um, they're big, they're beautiful, and they swim really fast. So that beautiful color along with their motion, uh, I find just mesmerizing as well. And they're super fun to feed. They get real excited. They'll like clear the water sometimes when they feed, get, have a tight lid. <laughs> um, but it's like a rainbow trout jumping for a fly. Like they're that active. They're, it's just a ton of fun. And then the last one, I don't know, the Congo spotted puffers have been awesome. It's a good batch. They're fat and happy. Um, and they're super interactive as well. So I don't know. Those are three that I'm really liking. But us doing a lot of fish a disservice that are doing awesome, but I'm just not thinking of them right now. Oh, the Bosmani. The uh, Melanotania Bosmani from Lake Atinjo. Those are cool. When you have 30 males in a tank and they're big enough to be colored up, that's just awesome. That's a sight. So that's another tank I constantly find myself like stopping at and just being like, dude, whoa. I'm <laughs> just sitting there and chilling for a minute. And it's neat to see because... They're settled in enough now that they're getting their different color phases. So some of them are turning super dark in the front. Those are the more dominant ones, ones that are fired up and probably want to attract a female or be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss, right? And then there's others that have kind of a lighter blue front. But you, you get when you have a lot of them in a tank, you get all the variety of their colors um, from that kind of almost black, maybe actually even black front half to that kind of light blue and everything in between. Um, also... You can see the orange coming in on some of them. It's less in others. It's more yellow in some and then kind of deep orange in others. Um, kind of the color of Kelly Foreman's super chat here. Kind of kind of an orange like that, the, this bottom color here. Um, something like that. Although it's more vibrant than, than the super chat color. Um, yeah, those are looking good. But there's so many others. What's... Let's ask Random Arms to chime in. Random Arms, uh, if you would type the the ones that are drawing you right now, and then Mandy will have a different answer. Like, oh, the pencilfish were displaying today. 
the Red Beckford's pencil fish. I don't know why they're called red. They look like any other Beckford's pencil fish, but that's the name. Um, those were displaying today. So I had to sit and watch those for a few minutes because when they display and those white tips are really on fire, they're just really cool. I Can I just tell you how cool it is to work here? Like we work really hard, but it's interrupted by moments of just like, holy cow, look at that fish, you know, and call everyone over and be like, look at the color on that thing is totally fired up right now. Right. Um, especially when the gobies fire, that's like, we'll all head up to the garage and just take a look because it's awesome. <laughs> it's like unreal. The color some of the fish get liquid zoo only fins. We know why didn't respond to my resume. My first qualification is jerk. <laughs> I like that one. All things fish. Good evening from the other side of the world. I hope all is well. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Hashtag three times equals world peace. Hashtag Golazo. Well, you know, you've been around a while when you know all three of those hashtags. Hey, Michael, I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Um, good to hear from you, my friend. It's been a minute. All right, chat's about to jump here. Sorry, guys. Yep, hang on. I gotta scroll here to get back where we was. Where was we? Okay, hang on. Look in here. Okay. Fish dreams with the hashtag sale 20 price show up at checkout. Yeah, it should. So uh, I maybe hopefully this wasn't confusing people. It's sale 20. There's no hashtag at checkout. Um, it's just hashtag for the chat here. But at checkout, to get the 20% discount, just sale 20, S-A-L-E 20. No spaces, no um, capitals, and no hashtags. So then, yeah, the price, once you enter that, it should show you the price. And it should say it's been applied and all that before you actually pay. So um, it's been working well for lots of people. Oh, the other thing, Fish... Dream Z is that it might be over. Um, it was limited to 15 orders and we've probably already hit our 15 orders would be my guess. So thanks to everybody that participated in the stress test for our uh, <laughs> possible new employee. Appreciate it. Um, I'm not sure if it's done or not yet, but I would imagine it, it might. There's one left. Okay. Random Arm says there is one left. Bunny Viper. Hi, my albino thread fins arrived today in perfect condition. They're absolutely beautiful. I expect nothing less from you. I posted an unboxing video. Bunny Viper, I'm glad to hear that you like them. Um, and if you think they're beautiful now, just wait till they get the yellows and oranges coming in and get the big threaded extensions on their on their fins. So these were albino thread fin acaras. Uh, Hecali is the species name. And uh, I'm glad you like them. But but I'm telling you, just wait. They're gonna, they're gonna be something else. Mountaintop puffer keeper day ten. All right, let's hear the report. So for those that don't know, Mountain Pop 
Mountain Pop. <laughs> Mountain Pop Puffer Keeper. <laughs> Mountain Top Puffer Keeper is breeding some um, some puffers that aren't often bred in captivity and is being kind enough to keep us updated every week on the progress so we can all follow in the journey. Day 10 of the Mekong Puffer Fry Batch. Um, batch of 21 released into a 20 gallon of black worms, Daphnia, uh, Malaysian trumpet snails, and ram's horn snails, plants and driftwood with vinegar eels, live brine daily, all great. That's awesome. So you've got a batch of 21 little puffers you're raising up from eggs. Doesn't that sound fun? Like, like that just sounds awesome. Leo Contreras. Okay, I think I've answered that one because it came through as a super chat. Thanks again, Leo. Um, or is it Leo? I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Leo. It's just, it's, it's more fun. Liquid Zoo only fins. No more sales. <laughs> oh, they're already taken. Uh, okay. Looks like we are maybe done at this point. Ah, UPS, sir, living the dream. Talking about rainbow fish. Yep, you're hooked once you see them flash um, during mealtime, after water changes, and during spawning. Yeah. And the other thing, so this is interesting. I, I've been reading a lot about rainbow fish over the last while because uh, I tend to do that. Like when I get a new kind of fish or before I really get into them, I tend to do a ton of research because it's important to me to take proper care of them and understand them. And you can't understand everything through reading, right? You just have to experience some things to really get to know a fish. But there's a lot you can get to know through reading. And one of the things I found fascinating is there was a peer-reviewed scientific article um, that had studied rainbow fish and found that, yes, they flash when you feed them, they flash during uh, dominance displays, they flash during spawning and, and all that, but they also flash when they're threatened by a predator. The idea is that if they flash really fast, maybe they can disorient the predator, is the, the thesis of this study, or, or the conclusion of the study. So they, they put rainbow fish in a bunch of different situations and saw how they flashed and went and stuff. And yeah, this was something I didn't realize. Apparently, according to the study, and I don't know if it's been replicated or if 10 more have been done to verify it or if this is a one-off. Um, coming from academia, I, I know you don't always trust a study. Like anyone can kind of create a study and skew the data to say anything they really wanted to say uh, when you get down to it. So you have to make sure it's been replicated and all that before it's really known to be a thing. Um, but anyway, it's really interesting. The idea that rainbow fish will flash to try to confuse predators made sense. Don't treat that as gospel, but it was an interesting thing to read about. Forrest T. Kendall, the corridors Equus arrived alive and well. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate the order. Um, thanks so much for volunteering to be a temp tester. We, it was only today in kind of after we were already um, it's sent. So we sent a bunch of fish yesterday and then we'd already packed the boxes for today uh, before we could get to the post office and kind of figure out. We thought we knew what we were doing. We got the, a little uh, bubble wrap envelope that would fit in the box well and all that. But we couldn't figure out the postage. 
because it seemed like an envelope, but it was a little too thick. So when we measured it, so it was like, maybe this is a package. So we just needed to go the, to the post office and get some clarity um, and get the right package and make sure we knew what we were doing before we sent it out. And we couldn't get to that until today. But now that we know what we're doing, um, if anyone's getting a package from us uh, that's sent out tomorrow, if you ordered and your box is going out tomorrow for delivery Friday, and you wouldn't mind uh, if we sent a little thermometer, a digital thermometer in your box that recorded the temperature over the entire journey. Um, if you wouldn't mind mailing that back to us so we can actually see what the box's temperature is throughout the journey, not just when you get them and when we send them, we would appreciate that. It'll be a self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, you won't have to do anything except for take it out of the bag it's in. It'll be in a little padded envelope. Take that out of the bag it's in and take it to the post office and drop it off. If, if you're willing to do that so we can better understand the temperatures the fish experience during transit, would you email me, dan at dancefish.com and say like, I'll be a temp guinea pig or a temp tester or whatever. Um, Cause we'd like to put, um, we'd like to send our two thermometers out tomorrow to a couple people. So if you wouldn't mind, that would be appreciated. Anyway, Forrest volunteered um, to do that. And I just wanted to thank you Forrest, even though we, we couldn't take advantage of your offer because we didn't know what we didn't know till we knew we didn't know it. Loveless 35. Oh, that sounds horrible. I hope it goes better for you. I hope next time you post this love full 35. Anyway, do y'all ever sell or come across any pipe fish? I've looked for the past year with no success. Yes. Um, I can get pipe fish. I have a supplier that um, deals with those. But I haven't yet just because I'm scared. <laughs> That's the honest truth. I'm scared they won't travel well. Um, I can take care of them. I've actually tried once or twice to get them in and uh, I haven't, they never arrived. Not they didn't do well, like they were shorted. So I've tried a couple times and I have no scuds that I could feed them and keep them healthy and stuff. Um, but I'm a little scared. So right now, I kind of do like one real specialized fish at a time. And right now I have Congo spotted puffers and they like to eat a lot of scuds. So I don't want to get pipefish and Congo spotted puffers and be like, man, now I can't feed everyone properly. So I feed the Congo spotted puffers other fish food as well. They'll eat Viber Bites. Um, they'll eat... Um, they like massive ore pellets. Mostly I feed them frozen and live foods um, and stuff to help wear down their beak and things. But um, like I'll put wood in the scud tank to sink it and it gets covered with snails and scuds. I'll take that and put that over and they'll like crunch through all the snails. Um, it's a ton of fun for them. But anyway, I can get them. Um, love full 35. I'm rooting for you, buddy. But um It's kind of a specialized thing that I'm only going to do when the time's right. It's just not fair to the fish otherwise. W. Marion, do we get a t-shirt? I bought a dance fish only sale 2021. <laughs> it would only be 20 shirts, 15, 15 shirts. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I found a sale at dance fish. 
<laughs> the few, the proud, the ones that got something on sale. <laughs> Hidden cities, favorite lesser known hard water fish, community or oddball. Some of the Sudamugils, uh, the little blue eye rainbow fish are really, really um, cool. But I'm going to go with, oh, what's it called? Ah, it's the diamond killifish. Is it Xena? Uh, let me see if I can find. There it is. Zeneca, Adina Zeneca. These guys are definitely unique hard water fish. Um, they're a cool killifish. Look at this. Look at that tall flag tail. They're, they're kind of like a brackish water fish. They can go fresh and, and salt. So they might need a little salt in the water. But they're one that I really like. I also really like a Phaneus. So here's a Phaneus. Let's go with Mento. That's probably the one that you can find the easiest and is one of the prettiest. So this is a Phaneus Mento, like super hard water, can take it cool, can take it hot. Um, so the Phaneus genus is like in the Mideast, in North Africa, really extreme desert um, crazy hard water, like desert spring type environments. And this is one of them. It's a beautiful fish. It's a dark fish with light dots all over it. In fact, it's a great example of, is it convergent evolution or divergent? I think it's convert. Yeah, can't remember, but compare that to um, Australibius. Nigropinus, here it is. Compare that to this one. So this one is from South America, like Argentina, Uruguay, that Southern Brazil, maybe. Um, this is an annual killifish from down there. And then this is one from the Middle East. And they've, they've come up with a very similar strategy. Um, in fact, if you compare that with pygmy sun, sunfish, it's interesting, all these little fish that come up with similar strategies. Like, look at this guy. A little different, but you can see where they're going with it. You know, it's pretty similar. Anyway, very, very different species separated by continents. Um, coming up with the same strategy kind of fascinates me. So any of the Aphanius are really hard water species. Um, CPDs, believe it or not, are from a hard water lake. Anything from Lake Inlay. Okay, so Lake Inlay fish. Let's see if this. Uh, so there's this neat lake called Inlay, which is a hard water alkaline lake. And a lot of people had trouble keeping the fish from there because they assumed, I think it's from Sulawesi, is that right? This lake? They assumed that stuff there would be like rainforest, like most fish from the area, but this specific lake is not. And so, like these guys, like the Asian rumminos, that comes from that lake. And so, a lot of people have failed with that fish because they kept it in soft acidic water when it, it doesn't want to be. Um, these guys, Erythromicron. There's some other ones too. Check out Lake Inlay and its fish fauna. That might be a good place to start. Um, a lot of the Sulawesi lakes are hard and alkaline. So um, a lot of the, well, let me show you. Sorry, I didn't mean to switch screens just so you can see me put lip balm on. 
<laughs> that was not the plan. <laughs> I have something to share with you. All right, now we can proceed. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. All right, so let's see here. Matano. These guys. Arisius Matano. These come a very, from a very hard alkaline lake. So does the um, Arisius Profundicola. These guys come from a, a very hard alkaline lake. A lot of the half beaks. Um, oh, I, anyway, we could go on, but there's lots and lots of really cool alkaline lakes out there that have some awesome fish in them. So plenty to check out, but there, there's a few, there's a few to start sinking your teeth into. Cancer train. I guess I actually have a dozen or so Malagasy rainbows. Which one's the Malagasy? I, I know more the um, Malagasy. I know more the scientific names. Malagasy rainbow frog. No, thank you. Malagasy rainbow. Man, it really wants to show me this frog. Do you know the species name, the scientific name? That would be helpful. This, this just wants to show me this frog, <laughs> which I suppose is a pretty cool frog. I mean, check it out. We're not going to go on a tangent, but I mean, that's cool. Never seen that before. Um, let's see here. Captain Savage Aquatics. How many rainbows do you think I can go in a 75 gallon on average? I know it depends on size. I was just curious of your thoughts. Well, like Wapoga Allen I... Sorry, Al and I will poga. I got that backwards. Um, that Swamp Thing's given away. Those are going to top out at, what, around four inches, maybe four and a half. They're not a massive fish. And so um, I would say in a 75-gallon full-grown, a school of eight or so would, I mean, depending on your maintenance and all that, but easy maintenance, you know, not too overcrowded. I think eight or so would look great. Yeah. Depending on how much you change water, you could go with some more as well. Um, the okay, sex lineata to boobil. These guys are going to top out at about two and a half inches, so you can get quite a few of them, and they are pretty. Like this is not an exaggeration. They 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 do look like this even better actually. Sometimes they're really pretty fish. Um, Monotania rubrostriata, or sorry, rubrovitata. These are stunning. Oh, I'm not sharing any of these, am I? <laughs> these are stunning, uh, Rubra Vitata. They're, they're amazing fish. These are going to get, I don't know, two and a half inches maybe. Maybe three on a big one. Here's the Sex Lineata that I meant to share with you guys. Kamaka don't get too big. Right, beautiful blue. So if you steer to the ones that get two and a half to four inches, you could get several in there. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, in a 75 gallon, I think you could get some of the five inches as well. You just maybe, depending on how much you want to maintain the water, probably couldn't get too many of them. A 
Liquid Zoo only fins. Um, have you seen Stephen, not Stephen, P2003 Aquarix's video on guppies? I think I've seen, I might be behind on a couple. Yeah, actually, I, I think I'm about three weeks behind on pretty much everyone's videos. <laughs> like at least. So I don't know if I've seen anything that not Stefan's done in the last few weeks, but I've seen several videos that were done on guppies. Maybe it was endlers. Uh, I get them confused, but um, yeah. Every one of not Stefan's videos makes me want to like, I don't know, not necessarily get the fish, but watch more Stephen, Stephen P. 2003 Aquatics videos. Does a great job. Kelly Foreman, Chilithrina Blairi get the small head and big body. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, I have seen that. The Al and I are a good choice. Yes. Thank you for saying that. The Blairi, I have seen. Big adults. Uh, John Neiman's uh, has them or had them. I haven't been to his place in a while, but... Um, Big old adults. Uh, and I, yep, little head, big old body. I remember that. Leo Contreras, so the so best put in a 20 long than with just the Tetras. Yeah, I mean, it's a little more stable water parameters because you have five gallons more. Um, honestly, the 15 would probably be fine when they're small. It's just a question of which tank will be more stable. And since the 20 gallon long is more water volume, I'm, I'm just guessing it might be a little bit better for them. But I don't think they're a super sensitive fish either. Um, they're, you know, they need well oxygenated water and they're a hypensistrous, but uh, I don't think they're particularly sensitive. I can also buy a 40 breeder and add my extra sponge that is seasoned. Um, I, honestly, if the 20 long or the 15 has been up and running for a long time, um, it's probably safer to put them in there than get a new tank, even if you move you know, a sponge in there or whatever, um, especially right after shipment. Uh, new tanks, even when you put in season material and everything, there's still a question mark there, right? Until it's until it's up and running and mature, um, there's still things shifting around until the tank's really settled. So I would rather see them in the 20 long or even the 15 than in a new 40 with, uh, with seasoned media. Cancer Train asking if I drink bourbon. Um, since this is kind of like a family channel and I want I want anyone of any so, uh, size, <laughs> any age is what I meant to say, um, or belief system or whatever to be able to participate, I, I'm not going to uh, talk about alcohol in the channel. Um, Cancer Train was also wondering, so Madagascar rainbows? Oh, is the Madagascar's is the Malagasy or how you say that? Okay. Malagasy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have a random arms at your side. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the Madagascar rainbows. Uh, I've kept them lots of times and it takes a little time. You have to be patient with them, but they get beautiful. They're great fish. An honorary rainbow. Did shipping prices go up? Nope. Well, I think I raised them from like, 29.50 to 29.95 so they went up 45 cents um i should raise shipping prices because they've gone a lot of they've gone up a ton for me but shipping's kind of the biggest barrier to entry i think for people to order fish online um, from a place like my store and so i've decided for now to lose a little bit of money on each order, 
rather than raise the barrier to entry. So I actually lose money on every shipment um, that I do. And we know the actual number. We've calculated how much that is per order. And um, we've determined that it's better to do that than, yeah, raise that barrier to entry. So they've been going up, yes. In the cost of fishing, shipping fish to me, of importing fish or sourcing fish, that transport, that's gone up as well. Everything's going up. Yep. Bunny Viper, by the way, the Empire Gudgeons are growing well and seem more colorful by the day. Yeah, they take a little time, but when they flare, they really go. I absolutely love them. They have such interesting behavior. They have lots of caves to dart through. That sounds awesome, Bunny Viper. Um, and I think I watched a video... Oh yeah, I think I went to your channel to see uh, the unboxing because I like to see how things go on the other side, right? I, I learn a lot watching the unboxings. Um, and I think there was an Empire Gudgeon video there. So I, I, I saw them. Was that today? That might have been today, actually. The day's all kind of combined for me. <laughs> it's like, tomorrow's the same as today. The weekend's the same as the workday for me. But I'm glad to hear that. And just, just wait till they grow a little more and, and get the big nuchal hump. They're going to start firing on all cylinders. And they'll, if you think they're nice now, just wait. They'll get better. Donald Drew, how big are the knife fish? How big will they get? Um, I have some right now that I'd say are four inches and some that are eight inches. And I think they're going to top out at about eight inches. I Maybe none or eight inches. We've kind of sold most of the big ones we tend to do that we tend to sell the big fish first so uh, around six inches give or take a bit maybe a little bigger maybe a little smaller and and i don't think they're going to get over eight inches bunny viper would whoops sorry bunny viper but chat jumped big time holy cow alexander did it again alexander Engelhart, man Alexander, I don't know what we did to deserve this, but we appreciate your super chats every week. <laughs> Thank you so much. They're helping us go to Louisville, so that's awesome. Anyway, throwing down $100 super chat and not even telling us why, just saying, here, have a hundy. Thanks, Alexander. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to take you up on your offer of sharing your expertise with us. We're just not quite there on a on our end let's see here scrolling guys sorry chat jumped big time so i'm oh it won't let me get all the way up so the, the next one i can see is easy <laughs> and moving on if you read zz's comment you know why i'm not engaging um leo contreras <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got my funny bone. <laughs> Leo Contreras, you can send it with mine next week if you need another one tested. Cool. I'm going to write that down. Leo Contreras. Temp test. And hopefully I'll remember. I really only kind of... My emails, my workflow. My notes often get lost, but... We'll see. Um, if we can send them both out this week, they might not be back by next week. But but I appreciate that as like a plan B in case we can't send them both this week. 
Punchy Paints, leaving the website there, dan at dansfish.com. Sorry, the email where you can contact me. Okay, Mr. Idol Singh, 15 people's wallets sailed away after the never before seen sale at Dan's Fish. Yes. <laughs> My shirt should say, I just missed the Dan's Fish sale. That's right. 15 people get a, I found the Dan's Fish sale t shirt, and everyone else gets a, I just missed the dance fish sale t-shirt. <laughs> I like it. Howard Aquatics, I just started a live Daphne culture to feed my rainbows and they go crazy for it. Good for you. Live foods are the best. Like hands down, anytime you can do live food, I think that's awesome. And Daphne, you're a great one because they aren't like real fatty and stuff. So you're not going to bloat them out or anything. I mean, there are a lot of fiber, so don't overdo it, right? Because, you know, fiber does to fish what it does to people, but it's a pretty, pretty darn good one. Is Bentley Pasco here? It, I see someone talking to Bentley. There he is. Hey, Bentley, good to see you, my friend. Hope you're doing well. All things fish. What's the most underwhelming fish that you've kept? A fish you were super excited about and then thought would be awesome. It was a bust or a major bore once you finally got it. Ah, uh, Yeah. Oh, that's hard for me because I, I kind of like, people are like, what kind of fish are you into? And I'm like, the ones that swim, um, I kind of like them all. The ones with gills, but let's see. I can't think of a fish that's in that category. I can think of fish that came in poor quality that I was really looking forward to. And then just like the, the person shipping them to me, um, you know, didn't ship them properly. And so they arrived in poor shape. That's, that's more of the kind of bummer I get, but hang on. I just like fish. I'm not trying to cop out on your question. Just nothing's coming to mind right now. The only things that are coming to mind are like, um, so I, like I try to get some zebra acara in. I've been looking forward to those. They were not shipped properly. Um, that's the one on my mind right now, I guess. Yeah. Leo Contreras, are the one-inch Ks big enough for them to get, are the 1.5-inch ones? I, I don't know. I don't know uh, where you're getting them from. I'm not real familiar. But if you're talking about like a, a one-inch opening, yeah, these guys are small. I think a one-inch opening would be fine. David Foster, just wanted to let you know the group of Odessa barbs that I got from you a few months ago are starting to have babies in the tank. That's so cool. The males look amazing. Thanks for the awesome fish. You're welcome, David. And um, thanks to Merrick. for uh, Merrick bred those and raised those. I was able to source them um, from Merrick. And anytime you get like hobbyist bred and raised fish, it's just a world of difference. And they're from the Greg Sage line. So not only were they hobbyists bred and raised, but they were from an amazing line. So uh, they're kind of tippity top of the top. They're cream of the crop, tippity top. Where'd that come from? Jeez. Is that Mary Poppins? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Going back to my childhood in my head, I guess. But I'm glad they're doing well for you. And I'm glad you were able to get some because those were amazing. Um, I got some other amazing fish this last weekend. Um, there's a gentleman in Utah that breeds and raises fish. And I, I'm not going to say his name just because some people don't want that. Um, 
but uh, brought up some fish and they're great. Uh, Celestial Pearl Danios, they look awesome. Big fatties, nicely colored. Like all the fish that were brought, we took them out of the out of the buckets that they were brought up in, put them in the tanks. And they like came right to the front, all colored up. And we're like, where's the food? Like they were not phased at all. Um, orange flash cockatoides. And um, orange Venezuelan quarries. So um, I sold this person some of the quarries and some of the uh, CPDs a little while ago. And they bred a whole bunch. And now they're now I'm buying them from them, which is kind of the best case scenario. That's like feels full circle, right? I hope we can do that too with some of the really endangered, like and hard to find quarries and plecos and rainbows. Um, plecos need our help big time. Rainbows need our help big time. Um, quarries, I'm not as familiar with their habitat and situation in the wild, but um, a lot of them are just super hard to get. So um, this person went home with some, some rare corridors. And so hopefully... Hopefully we can get some of those producing. That that's the that's the coolest thing for me. So so fish breeding is my true passion, right? I love breeding and raising fish. I don't know why, but I've always liked it since I was a kid. So now that I've kind of transitioned to business and have less time to do that, I still raise a batch of fish here and there, but I've I've less time to do that. So it's super cool to me when I can um distribute a fish that's super endangered or super hard to find in the hobby or both and then see it get bred and raised and redistributed and then i can even buy them from that person right it's like it's an it's an awesome cycle like it makes me feel good Alrighty, glitch aquatics that's a great name what would you recommend to eat hair algae in a shrimp tank Ooh. I've tried blackouts and don't want to hurt my rare mosses. See, I, I was gonna, I was thinking scuds, but then he said shrimp tank and mosses. Hmm. Okay, with the caveat that I've never tried this, it might be worth trying some some flag killifish, Jordanella floridiae. Um, I, I think you know what I'm talking about, but if you don't. American flagfish is what they're often called. These guys. They're really pretty. Um, they're good algae eaters, but they're probably going to eat your shrimp too. So you might need to move the shrimp. Uh, what can go with shrimp and eat hair algae? Like all the fish I know that'll do it will eat your shrimp. The scuds will outcompete your shrimp. Okay. If this was my tank, here's what I would probably try. I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but here's what I think I might try. Like maybe you have a bajillion shrimp and you can't get them out or whatever. I don't know, but. If you could, what I would do is remove the shrimp to another tank. I would put in an army of scuds. Once the algae was all cleared out, you don't want to leave them in too long because they'll eat your moss. But I think they'll eat your algae before they eat your moss. Um, so again, I don't know if this is a good idea, but this is what I would try. I put them in. Once they ate the algae down, I would 
treat it with Dimolin X in a heavy dose. That would kill all the scuds. I'd do a few water changes. I'd run carbon in there. It'd do whatever I had to do to make sure all the Dimolin X was removed. And then I would add my shrimp back once it had stabilized. So that's the only way I can think of to get hair algae out really like down to the roots without limiting your shrimp. I mean, you could try, you could take the shrimp out and put in flagfish and stuff too, but um, they'll eat it, I think, but I don't think they'll do as good a job as the scuds. Anyway, Glitch, I guess I don't have a good answer for you. All the things I'm thinking of are not good, probably including, and maybe especially, the scud and Dimlin hex idea. So, sorry, I think I'm failing you. All right, Kelly's Aquatics throwing down $9.99. That means it's giveaway time. Thank you, Bob. Um, so this is for an amazing giveaway provided by Swamp Thing. These are the fish that are being given away. This is a picture by Swamp Thing of some of his fish. The one up here is Chilotherina centeniensis, a beautiful, very, very rare um, fish from a habitat that's pretty much destroyed in the wild. Um, being destroyed for sure. This right here is Chilotherina fasciata from Clearwater Creek. And this is Chilotherina alani from Wapoga. Three beautiful species. This is a mix and match. So you get four fish total and you can divide it up any way you want. You can get all of one species. You can get two of one and one of each other. You can, whatever you want. Um, and Swamp Thing can sex them for you as well. So awesome giveaway, super generous, and I'm super excited about it. And uh, I think it's going to help, you know, spread the word, preach the good rainbow word. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Oh, I didn't notice that Kayla's Aquatics and Exotics had the Pippi sticker. Thanks, Bob, for brightening my day. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we're going to do the giveaway. It's for those things those three different species. There's 163 people in the drawing. And the winner is Jim Hirsch. All right, Jim, you've won some just awesome rainbow fish, stuff that some of those are hard to find. And they're from Swamp Thing. So they're, they're going to be like, you know, pure line, good stuff. Swamp Thing's a bowhead. So he knows what he's doing. Hmm. Excuse me. Anyway, you've got, um, oh, a minute and 40 seconds to let us know you are here and claim your winnings. Otherwise, we'll draw for someone else. Kelly Foreman letting me know that the uh, Malagasy is, is the Madagascar rainbow. Buddy Viper, if you were a betting man, what would you say the odds were of us ever seeing those gold roseline barbs in the store? Can you elaborate? And my t-shirt would say fish before clothes. <laughs> That's funny. It's a bit of a private joke between Bunny Viper and I, but it's still funny even if you're not in on the joke. Um, I would say that I try to order them every time I order from that supplier. They're going to come in again. I just don't know when. That's one of those items that everybody wants and there's only a few available. So I only know of one person uh, that's breeding them and distributing them right now. 
There might be more, but I only know of one. And the whole world's trying to get them from that person. So anytime I can get them, they've been able to do me a bit of a favor and, uh, you know, hold some for me, basically. So it's a rough fish to get, but I've got them twice before. And I, I will get them again. It's just, I, I, I cannot know when. All right, Jim is here. I am here. Say, thanks, Swamp Thing. I agree. Thanks, Swamp Thing. Appreciate it. Jim, congrats. Um, if you would send me an email, dan at dansfish.com, um, saying I'm the winner, I will forward that to Swamp Thing and let you guys figure out the details of shipping and exactly what you want. And um, Swamp Thing will verify you have the proper environment for them, and then we'll move forward. So we are going to cut it there. It is time to end the stream. Boo-hoo-hoo. But to cheer you up... Punchy Paints is going next in about half an hour. So if you want more fish geeky goodness and some fine art, Punchy Paints, uh, for those that don't know, is an artist and often will do art kind of live during her live stream. If you're into that kind of thing, check it out. All right. Thanks to everyone that was here. Thanks to my moderators first and foremost, because those guys, man, if I put a dollar value, let's say that um, even just let's call it minimum wage. They're worth a lot more than that. But even if it was just minimum wage, if I calculated all the money that I owe my moderators for all the, the, the time they've put in over the years, helping this chat be successful, it would be a sizable lump sum of money. Um, so I, I just appreciate you guys doing that so much, just volunteering to help make this successful. It, it, it blows my mind every time. So thank you. I'd like to thank everybody. Um, that sent in a super chat, including the fishy mailman who threw in $5 to represent the lurker nation. Thanks fishy mailman. I appreciate that. Um, everyone that participated in the chat and made it lively, gave us stuff to talk about. Thank you. If I couldn't get to your question or comment, I apologize. I just can't get to everything. I try to, but chat jumps or I just run out of time sometimes. So sorry. If you have something pressing that you really need an answer to, Email me, dan at dancefish.com, and I'll get to you um, as soon as I can. Let's see here. Hail the Lurker Nation. That's where we're at. If you're listening, no, if you're watching the replay, thanks so much. Hi. <laughs> and if you're listening on the podcast, hi. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I really hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Oh, Thanks to everyone who ordered to help us stress test as well. Yes, I appreciate that. And now, bye-bye.